1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Plus. Okay, guys, what I also want to find out is the great thing about the film is that we were introduced to different women, different victims throughout. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? How did, did when the story was released, did more victims come forward and then want to be a part of the film? How did it work?
2: I mean, that's what's great is that Cecilia obviously sort of started off, it was almost like a relay race, mm. you know, it's like the bat on passing, you know, had Cecilia not have gone to the press, then Panilla would never have been contacted by the press because actually what happened was the VG journalists, they um, had gone through Cecilia's Amex and then they'd seen that flights were booked and then for a load of other women, they got in touch with other women and then one of them was Panilla. So then it was them who then essentially sort of said, look your mates now with this guy who is a, you know, fraudster. And then when the VG piece came out and sort of went viral, it was picked up, you know, over here by the Daily Mail and so on. And that's how we read about it, read about the story. Then... Eileen was still in a relationship with him. So this VG piece had gone viral. Simon's face was obviously now all over the internet. You and,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That narcissism he would have liked that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: then he was hiding out in Prague. But Eileen at that point thought he was hiding out in Prague because of his enemies. Because she was still obviously wrapped up in the con. Yeah. And so then she was just like on her Instagram and basically someone had, someone who she follows or something had been posted and Simon's face was there, she clicked on the thing and it was like the Tinder swindler. <laughs> and she, as in the film, is like, what the fuck is this? And then, you then she know? took
1: a flight and the whole flight, she just read the whole article. Yeah, she
2: read the article and then basically knew that she was in, as she says, like a very powerful position. She mm-hmm. was the only person that he you know had to help him at that point and I think we had no idea actually about Eileen's story we knew that he was arrested on a on a sort of fake ID fake passport but we didn't sort of know how that came about so then when we first started talking to Eileen who understandably was really cautious about going on camera Mm. we were then just like oh my god this is the most amazing sort of finale for the film the fact that she gets him
1: oh my god it's 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 amazing because you you want to wrap it up and also from an audience point of view you 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 want to get the bastard. Yeah. Like, you you really do. I suppose, Cecilia, did you, was there a part of you when you found out, do you go into denial to begin with? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you must do, right? Oh,
3: God. um My body physically told me before I meant Like, it was just, it was such a weird thing. I think it's just like, as I said, when I talked to the Amex people, they said that. It's so difficult to get a person that is being scammed to understand because <laughs> mm. I think it's a both of you don't want to believe it and you're just so brainwashed to believe that you're scared, you know. So every person who contacts you, they, you get scared of them because yeah. you think they're going after you or that they're an enemy or yeah, those kind of things. So I believe that that's why, yeah, Eileen as well, you know, like 14 months with him. You can just imagine what, what that would have done.
1: Can you remind us how much money did he take from you?
3: Me like it's accumulated to two hundred and forty four thousand pounds now, <laughs> so, with interest and stuff. It's a, it's a lot of uh, money. But at that point, it was two hundred thousand pounds. He he managed to um, to get.
1: And to anyone, e- you know, even when you're in debt, two thousand, three thousand, mm. you know, five hundred pounds, it doesn't matter. It it it's scary. Let alone two hundred plus thousand pounds. You know, at that point, and then you've got people turning up to your apartment. You've got bills coming through. You're scared. You don't know what's going on. Fear encompasses anyone. How do you deal with that fear?
3: I I think you can see it in the documentary what a lot what happens to a lot of people, and that's what I mean. Why I think like economy and like having those difficulties with debt, like it shouldn't be life threatening. Shouldn't be something that you feel that you need to take your own. Like your life is over, and a lot of people are doing that, you know. So I think that that's why I was so lucky that I had a good family, you know. And the fear that I had, like my mom just said to me you relax you take care of yourself and what you've been through in the scam from an emotional standpoint and i'll handle the banks mm. i don't think i would have made it if i didn't have that and that says really? a lot because i don't think i could have handled both because it was just the pressure was too much uh, yeah and that is the only truth so how do you deal with fear like my mom was so like i had a tiger mom like her that's just just Took, took all that on herself because that was a battle that she, I've, for a year, she handled my finances because I, I just needed to bring myself back up and then I could handle it uh, afterwards.
1: We, we forget as individuals the butterfly effect these things have on families, friends, mm. um, cousins, whoever it may be. You know, even though it happens to you, it flutters into everything else that goes mm. on mm. and it's, it, it sort of destroys Individual. And this one individual is out there destroying people. You know, in, in the movie, we see that he, he was in jail for f- five months. Mm-hmm. And he was sentenced to 15 months.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Are we not pissed off that mm-hmm. he's still out there
3: doing whatever he's doing? Yeah, I've been pissed off since May 2018. Um, yeah. I got told that they were going to silence him for me in you know, one week in May 2018 we've been lied to a lot. Uh, So that's what I mean about trust. It's just Mm. being, trusting the system and trusting that things are gonna like, okay, we have all these evidence. Why didn't European police catch him in summer 2019? By letting him go to Israel, we lost him kind of. Uh, We lost a golden opportunity. So he is free there. And we'll see if they incarcerate him again there for something he's done. But for us, I don't think that we can hope for any justice for us. And that is on the police, European police.
1: Phyllis, you, you've had exchanges with him, right? Mm. What what do you think he, from your small exchange, what do you think he's like as an individual? Is he enjoying this? Or is he one of these people who's actually, he's like, damn, I've been caught? Because he seems like a narcissist from, he must be, right? So something like this, he would love.
2: I think you have to ask
3: him. Yeah, I know. You know, I know it's hard to be I, I
1: got, get
0: it. I get I it.
3: I know. Yeah, he's enjoying this, so that's why I I love that it didn't feature him in the trailer. Like, I love he's that it's just it's be. it's us that's taking him down. Uh, like I got a message from him. Like your lies made me a superstar. Oh, no, Are that you must serious? Have, that must have pissed you mm, off so No, much. I'm laughing at him. I he he is a very sad individual. Yeah. I'm not trying to make him any bigger or. Mm. He's so sad. He has a very empty soul. He has no friends, no family, no one cares about him. He has no love, and that makes him very very sad
1: he sent you a message saying your lies made me a superstar yeah oh my god
3: (laughs) so he's (laughs) i hate him (laughs) he sent even more and i'm just like i I just think it's for me like i come such a long way that i i I don't let it of course i was shaking when when i got the messages but i don't let it face me anymore and i I think it's yeah
2: i also just think if people watch the film then you can make your own mind up about what you think about him and i think the uh, most amazing part of it for me Uh, well not the most amazing but one of the most amazing parts of it is we always wondered you know is Simon making his money legitimately because obviously he in some way because he was obviously flying around on private jets Mm -hmm. you know spending so much more than just what the women that we've spoken to even beyond Cecilia but then obviously when you meet Eileen and when you see that he's like basically living like a homeless person in Prague eating leftovers of people's plates and shopping malls because he has no money coming in because he has no more women that he can basically meet then you know that just shows sort of who he is at that point and what what's making him the person yeah. that he is yeah that, he's left with his just bones
1: right That's, yeah. that, that left with that individual, yeah. which actually is nothing yeah in a sense he, he's surrounded all the time by this entourage mm. and we see you know peter the bodyguard is very much a figure within the film and he seems to have his business partner in these people who are these people do do they do we know if they realize what's going on or are they being tricked exactly the same as everybody else
3: he is really smart I, it's both you know so I think it's just for me but I, I'm not gonna I know that no but I know that he's been using people unwillingly it's people who uh, for example just knew Simon as Simon Levive and then talked to me very fondly about him how nice he is and just because that Uh so they didn't know about the scam so that's very sad and there are some that was turned into victims. So I think there's like, I met a friend of his as well uh, that we're going to talk more about in, that's in the podcast is coming. But it's like, I feel very sad for them. But there are a couple that I know is on it. I mean, we know <laughs> that... The closest to him. So we know that th- is my opinion. We know that he had,
2: um, you know, a couple of personal assistants working for him and they very much thought that they were working for a legitimate billionaire. You know, have, have said to us that, you know, they were also victims in it as well. And then... If you think about the bodyguard, you know, if you're hired by a billionaire as a bodyguard, you sort of often you don't ask questions, I think, and I think that that's what he relies on a lot of the time. Is, you know, he'll start maybe start paying their salaries and then whatever, and they'll go along for the ride for a bit and just not ask the questions, even though they're maybe wondering. But you know, in we've got a podcast coming out and we spoke to the driver that picked Cecilia up in the Rolls Royce and took her home to go and get her stuff before she got on the private jet, you know, and he'd been working with Simon on and off and just hadn't asked the questions, you know, Simon had hired him to be his driver. And, you know, when he was meeting Cecilia, Simon was also meeting like loads of other women as well. And I think the, you know, the driver, he's like, feels so bad like really complicit and actually, he didn't, he didn't a have a clue. Well, yeah. yeah, he didn't it's know. It's really nice. Yeah. So.
4: I guess there's this like aura of power with people that have that much money and it's kind of intoxicating, I guess. Yeah. It like messes with people's heads and you don't want to question them because yeah. you believe that they are this, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's also just
2: like sometimes it's bad taste to sort of press somebody on. I think that wealth yeah. is a really difficult thing to talk about with...
4: Um, with
1: people. Because so. you just assume, right? That's what you do. Yeah, you, you don't. seeing is believing. Seeing is believing, right? Yeah. I listen to your podcast that is coming out. It's called um, You Can't Make This Up.
2: Yeah, it's called The Making of a Swindler, but it's part of You Can't Make This Up. Yeah,
1: In it, you do. You talk about, you speak to a guy who owns a security company, an international security company, and he explains very clearly. He says, look, people in this world are desperate for jobs. Mm-hmm. And so when you get people like PAs or security guards or whatever it is, potentially they don't do their due diligence. And so what happens is that they just get hired because they need the work mm-hmm. so there is a potential that some of these people just didn't know what was going on either mm-hmm. which is kind of wild again that he was just conning everyone
2: yeah and then that's the thing you then as cecilia or anyone else who meets him you then walk into like a sort of a movie set where simon is basically running this fake reality it's like the truman show <laughs> and you just don't ask the questions because there's no questions to be asked because it's how all that you
3: ask questions in your normal life <laughs> Like he walked into, you know, like hotels. Hello, Mister Levi. Like it's not that. No, are you? Yeah. Are you, Mister Levi? Like it's, like it's 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 just, it's you, just. You weird. don't ask questions. You don't. No, you don't. Like, you, you but just, do you think this life?
1: this will now start people questioning situations and actually? Um, flag up something which is important where you if because what we've been doing guys for so long is we've been going on dates with strangers
4: yeah (laughs) speak for yourself
1: (laughs) (laughs) but 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 okay I, I don't know yes you do I understand that but what would happen back in the day is that you would meet someone in a restaurant meet someone in a bar meet someone in a nightclub meet someone walking in the street whatever it was you would be attracted to them in whatever way you would go up to them and ask them on a date yes they're a stranger but what then happens in in our current situation is that you can go you can google them you mm-hmm. can go on their social media mm. you can and now all of that could be fake mm. so we have an idea of this individual who's a stranger but potentially is not who they are where back in the day you we would never have that yeah, yeah. yeah. so it, it's now flagged a point which we already knew but made it more uh, serious that we really need to be careful about who we are dating or is that a really morbid way to look at things
3: no, I would. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a difficult one to to answer. I would say, because most of like it's a very specific case. I would say this is. I would have to say mm. I don't go on dates now and I, I'm I, I, hire a private investigator <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's, who's that? So, was yeah. oh, I am <laughs> more in society that we have to understand like for example that we always believe that if you have for example a passport I would believe that for example Simon wouldn't be able to be even in Europe because he was,
2: handed like, you his passport yeah I did it very smartly so the, he
3: had a fake passport
4: How
2: was yeah, he, he so had a Simon populated? LeVive yeah and he was like would you just mind holding my Hol- passport holding
3: the passport for several and I was like and I had the golden opportunity to then look through them but I was like oh he's trying like I don't want to but on that plane there was never a Simon Levi's so if I would have just looked through, oh, those passports at oh, the God. same flight. I could have said uh, that I like had a fake t- passport. It's like those tiny
4: moments where I you know. could have.
1: That's like he's hiding in plain sight. It's like almost uh, like he he, he always gets a joy yeah. out of doing that.
3: But what I mean is that I don't think we as people realize how easy it is to to swindle. Mm. For example, I when I gave him my card, I was like, I was so sure you're not going to be able to use this. You know, I've always been scared if I borrowed a car. You know, you shouldn't do that. But he could, like, go into all hotels all over the world using my card, Cecilia Fjellho, you give it to the at the hotel and they check it and they just take it in. So I think it's, like, important for us to realize as well, like, you thought that he was using his card. Like, when he was paying, you thought that he was using his card, but there isn't that many checks <laughs> as no. I thought it would be from. So I think as a society, I think just, just be more mindful of those kind of things. But we've
2: never sort of thought, oh, we want the film to make people think, oh, no. gosh, you know, I shouldn't use dating apps like everyone that's how everyone meets people now pretty much yeah, like
1: one, one third of people would, or half of people right? you're
2: really lucky if you're like chatted up in a bar now I think that Basically, Tinder is kind of—he's using it as like a hunting ground. But that description, hunting ground, uh, it literally is. Like, he's just got, you know, women at his fingertips, and then they can do what you would do, any what everyone does, which is just do a quick Google or a quick like look at their Instagram, which is what you do. Oh, he's got a hundred thousand followers. Oh, look at all of these pictures. Like he is who he says he is, and then that's usually where where it ends. But but yeah.
1: we, you know, what he he took. He took ten million pounds, right, from his victims, is that right? Ten million
2: is estimated, yeah,
1: estimated ten million. Mm. Can we understand why he's not in jail?
2: Yeah, I think that in the film we describe it as almost the perfect crime, and it is because you've got so Simon did go to prison in Finland. he had been doing this in Finland. he'd conned three Finnish women, and then obviously the Finnish police investigated it and were able to prosecute him because there were three victims in one country, like that's that's great for a police force to have sort of, you know, that mountain of evidence and three people. Whereas Simon, I think when he was in prison, he must maybe have, have thought, you know, what did I do wrong here? Yeah. How can I not get caught? And by meeting women across Europe, across the world, and sort of conning one woman in one place and swindling another in another place, then it's just really hard for the police when... You know,
1: they've got so much work to do anyway to then when sort it's of... international, well, yeah. really yeah. the laws, but surely, surely there should, you know, is, is there such thing as a perfect crime?
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
1: I mean, it's a crime. But yeah. Maybe I'm being naive. No. I probably am, right?
3: I think swindling is just something that is not prioritized by the police, to be very honest. Mm. It seems that it was just so too easy in society for him to do it. Like just, just with loans and credit cards and all these type of things, like fake passports that he could just use all over. Like it's just so easy for him. And I was just like shocked how easy it was for him. And then, of course, when the the police is like, fraud victims are not viewed as total victims. We are, we know, I, truly, that is my own personal opinion, that the one main reason why the police didn't decide to go after him in summer 2019 is because of The way the victims were conned and that we, the way it was done, to be very honest with you, that is my. I guess because there's
4: no damage, inverted commas. Like, obviously, they don't look at the emotional stress. Mm. If they actually looked at that, then maybe, you know, they would would go after him more.
1: Mm. You know, it's
4: just taking out loans, it's money that can be paid back, you know. Yeah. Cecilia, can I ask
1: you a a personal question? Have you managed to date again? Yeah. You have.
3: (laughs) You can see that in the documentary. What
1: I meant is be really in love. And and that's what I more mean as in no yeah because i was
3: thinking about that with with all these interviews i was like i always been the one it's like oh i've gone back out there and stuff but i haven't been able to find but i have been struggling a lot with my own personal fight with the system after all of this uh so it hasn't been easy to actually open up and and i feel it's another burden you don't want to put on uh, the person to go through with you especially in a new relationship no no, Uh, vulnerability
1: is the most amazing thing yeah it really truly is so don't ever feel like you need to close off from any no. one and, and 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 it's not a burden not at all it's it's actually in scars are interesting they really are
3: but you have another thing like what I mean is that when I if I am on dating apps now I have a pause that people can look into if you google me
1: (laughs) great amazing Uh, how interesting
3: before yeah for some yes true I have been deleted as well (laughs) (laughs) after I give it my Instagram I just get a delete so I know that there's something that is not for everyone that they want to they don't just don't want that extra baggage and I I totally understand it's it's not for everyone but it is
2: possible Past yeah but I think that's what's so amazing about you is that you are so vulnerable and that was what was you know so just like I was just in awe when I met you like you really wear your heart on your sleeve and I think that we just didn't want you to be closed off in your interview and not be the Cecilia who really believes in finding love and you know wanting to find the right person and being sort of bitter and cynical and you know, they say, don't they, that sort of like regrets will totally break your heart. And I think that you just have an amazing kind of handle, actually, on this like life-shattering thing that happened to you. Yeah, And you're right. Like, we should we, be We should champion that
1: Because also, I think what we forget, right, is we, we sit there at our home, we turn on Netflix, and we watch something that's yeah. going to entertain us. Mm. And we actually forget sometimes that the people experiencing these things are individuals. Mm. And we go, well, that was entertaining. We're going to tell our friends about it. But you, this is your life. Right. And I saw a great article that someone wrote, which they said, we have to stop blaming the women. Mm-hmm. And that is so true. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you, know, you you should never be blamed for something mm-hmm. like that. And, and I can sense it on you that you because I know you went through that bad before where people criticized you almost. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you're Seems like you're concerned that's going to happen again, but I don't think it ever will, and it shouldn't.
3: Well, there there always is some, but I think I could see an interview by myself that I made back in 2019, and it's just a journey that you've been on. Like, Mm. how, like, how scar, like, I was like, you could hear in my voice, I was shaking, and like, how scared I was, and I think that you just found yourself in the situation you've been in, and you've almost forgiven yourself. I have to say, because you have to. Like, you made a mistake, a very dire wrong. one. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, stop. I know stop, stop. you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. I know, no. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I know. I didn't, but it's it's uh, what I mean. Yeah. I hope you understand what I mean. No, we I, totally it's just what like what I have to say. Like, just forgive yourself for like. I don't know. Like it's just I just needed for myself. It's just like and to move on and put it in in my past. And it's so much easier to talk about without. But for one, for two days I decided to. <laughs> no, but I I, I love. That. I I think I didn't want him to take that away from me like that. The the part that I really like. We are caring. and you know? He picked the victim based on that. As I said, he dated a lot of women. He put out a big wide web you know and that he just like see who he could caught and then he went on some days and i think he saw the kind of people that would do everything for him like like friends like pernella and me and eileen you know we would do that for him and there are people that wouldn't you know and he knew that and i think he's a good like like okay this girl you know I always say that he chose his victims
2: really well, like, (laughs) you know, sort of like kept himself in really lovely company, (laughs) sort of lucky him that actually, you know, the people that he got to love
3: him were just really wonderful people. Like me and Eileen are so similar. When I met her, it was like we had a dinner together in London and it was like, god yeah because she's so powerful you know in the documentary because mm. but she is very vulnerable oh, as yeah. well like as a as a person uh, so when i got to know more about her i was like my god you're so similar yeah. Yeah, <laughs> We're that's... very similar as people
1: but also felicity you, you you produced don't fuck with cats i did which yeah I that one I, that was oh, was... Yeah. oh my god I but it is so petrified. great it is so good um, thank you that one you know we could go for a whole <laughs> other podcast talking about that but that was done in episodes yeah And this one is done in one go. It's Mm -hmm. just one film. Mm -hmm. What was your reason behind wanting to do it that way?
2: I think that we knew that, you know, from my very first almost like, it's called a treatment, you basically write up how you're going to tell the story. I was like, the first act is Cecilia. The first act is like, let's live the love story with her. And I think had, you know, we spoke, we spoke to other women. um, We also knew that, Getting people's sympathy with crimes like these, unfortunately, is is hard. You know, you have to get them to sort of really sympathise with you and like walk in your shoes almost. And I think if you'd had sort of a number of other women talking about the same cons and the same, you know, you almost a bit you're a bit more detached from it at that point. You know, I think investing in just a handful of characters, um, I felt that that was the best way to tell the story, and then. You know, we also never wanted Simon to be a big part of it. Um, You know, and even if it had been a series, it's not like we would have had an episode dedicated to Simon. You know, we just wanted it to be your platform. Um, But I think once we had, you know, the trio of you, um, we just we just knew that it was yeah, a sort of a story that could unfold like a movie. And I think it's hard, isn't it? Because we, you know, obviously talk, people talk about watching Netflix and people have written to us saying, I really enjoyed it and I'm not sure if that's the words that I should say that I enjoyed watching Yeah, people do this, get nervous. You can
1: hear when I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh God, I, I, can, I, can, I, s- can I say this? Can I yeah. not say- You do because you're worried about firstly upsetting you guys or because... It's not a. It's not. It, it's not a film. It's true. It, yeah. it, it is a film, but it's true.
3: So many didn't think. Asked us if we were like actresses, or asked if still is the story true. Because it were so is great is so, on camera. Yeah. Yeah. That's Because you <laughs> were so great on camera. I was like congratulated for my role in the Tinder Swindler. <laughs> I was like what. I'm like, oh no oh no is it that bad like, no but I think that's what makes this why I said it's like when people congratulate me and maybe I shouldn't say that but I was like there's been so many sad parts about it and I want to enjoy this and I have to be able to be happy about it Yeah. I don't understand like why why should I be sad over something that mm. finally something good is coming out of this but was also what
2: was great about the three of you is that you are able to laugh about it so yeah. that we knew that we could have fun in the film and that yeah. they wouldn't was... be horrified
3: for example the marketing around this, I think, is super funny. These like debt to do us do us part, part. <laughs> All this kind of you're so beautiful. Can I borrow forty thousand pounds? Like I just like oh, just have fun with it. I love it. Yeah, but that
1: just that what makes it as well that yeah. you the, that the humor gets through because you look back and you go, okay, this is just what a what a story, right, for you to yeah. tell. But Lizzie with you, what is the interest with individuals, right? Where is that? Because I'm sure that so many people wanted to get hold of the story. Mm. And that you guys got it. But where does does it come from, the interest in individuals?
2: I mean, I think everyone is interested in... Sure, they are. Like, the juiciest stories ever. And that's essentially what you get to do as a documentary maker, is you sort of, you know, bury yourselves into their lives and get them to tell you everything (laughs) and get to go through their whole WhatsApps, whatever. But, you know, you... This this film would have never been made had it not have had sort of three just, you know, there's a story there for sure, but you need them to be storytellers. And there's only so much that you can do as a filmmaker to sort of get people to be able to tell their story in a way that just sort of like blows your mind. You know, the interview was emotional for you, Mm -hmm. definitely. But it was also emotional for me Mm -hmm. sort of experiencing that with you. There was like a really funny moment where it's the moment where Cecilia's like, ready to get him and I sort of had a script kind of I'd written out a script of questions and things and so I said to Cecilia so at this point who was going to get him she was like I don't know who was going to get him and I was like you were going to get him Cecilia oh yeah I was going to get him I was going to get him and I was like yes and I think that's the thing is that they don't realize almost the like just the kind of amazing action sort of heroes that you are in your own story that we can obviously sort of help it's, draw it's out.
1: amazing as a documentary that that as you're making it things are playing out as you go along there's an amazing documentary which is called the queen of versailles yeah. which is yeah. about the, the richest family in america if anyone hasn't seen it and it documents them but throughout the whole throughout the process they lose everything mm-hmm. and and this is sort of the other way around which is about these victims but then slowly we find out that actually he's at love and actually we're going to get him yeah and, and and that's why it, it's a film and it's a movie because it has this somewhat of a happy ending. Yeah.
2: when well, we didn't have an ending, obviously, when we set out because yeah. he hadn't gone to prison. We didn't know that he was going to get out and then be living his, you know, incredible Instagram lifestyle that he is now. So, you know, it's like, then how do you deal with that? Because obviously there is a happy ending at it, uh, you know, and that, you know, Eileen manages to get him caught. They all managed to get him caught. But then you know, it's so bittersweet, isn't it? Because right now, he is seeming, seemingly living his best life again. And that's sort of why at the end, we wanted it to sort of rest quite heavily with people at home, like, and for people to feel sort of outrage, like how, how is that possible that, you know, he's just still the same, seemingly the same person that he's back out there dating, that he's managed to find another girl to fall fall for him. But whether or not that lifestyle that he's living is even true
3: I don't know.
1: Cecilia you have a a foundation as well that you've set up um can you explain a little bit about it?
3: Yeah it's just short I like I'm from Norway so that's where I know most of the system and how everything works so it's based I started up in Norway and it's just about helping fraud victims because when this happened to me I was all alone I think both Eileen and Pernilla had a very different because they got like thrown into it but For me, I was all by myself, didn't know what to do with banks. Mental support were none, you know. It was just really a lonesome experience. And it was after I connected with Pernilla that I was really seeing how awesome it is to actually have someone that has gone through the same thing talking to you about it. So the foundation is actually just to change the laws, change legislation, protect us better in Norway (laughs) than what it has been and how I've seen it and felt it. And as well, give mental support, uh, like the peer support that I can see is so important. You don't need a therapist all the time. You just need someone to listen and understand and say, I know how you're feeling. And this is what I did, for example, to get out of it. So that's the the foundation of the foundation. And and, and (laughs) And what's what's it called? action reaction <laughs> great <laughs> i love it <laughs> it's because so- simon had a saying that for every action there's going to be a reaction and then i was like God, well, what a douchebag so. <laughs> we, we will see if i'll change the name but that was what i felt back in 2019 that i wanted to call it so yeah.
1: oh and felicity what, anything for you i'm sure you 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 you're now going to be inundated with different requests different things um are you just <laughs> sort of sitting back now and just going okay that was a lot Let's just see what's next.
2: I'm just so thrilled that, obviously, throughout the production, you're kind of saying to Cecilia, Panilla and Eileen, like, I hope this is going to be big and I hope that it gets you the validation and I hope that, you know, that you feel the love, like, when it comes out. And that's obviously happened. So yeah. that's, like, the best thing ever.
3: It's so fun, like everyone from all over the world is like, We love you in Cuba, we love you in <laughs> Colombia, yeah. Brazil loves you and I'm like, Yay, take me there. <laughs> this
4: is a world tour.
3: Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a world tour. It's very nice to feel all the love. It's been like it's just warming my heart so much. You deserve it.
1: You deserve it. Had some
3: tough years, so you you, it's you been really, and, and really, before really
1: we go but you're okay now. I am okay now. That's <laughs> much amazing. better now. Yeah. That's amazing. American. Um, guys, listen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been an absolute <laughs> dream. If you haven't seen the Tinder Swindler, go and check it out on Netflix. It's incredible. Guys, thank you so much for thank
4: coming you. on. Thank you. <laughs> How are you feeling? It's Like spent. Nerves almost. are shot.
1: Oh my god, yeah. It's amazing that these are real people. It's not a mm. it's not a film. It's real people this has happened to. And then also as um, Sam, our producer, said, What's so amazing is that one minute they have had the story, the next minute they're over Netflix, and overnight they're just mm. known everywhere. That's Cecilia's quite known quite everywhere. Intense. Now. It's always a bit like doing
4: reality, like a big reality show, isn't it? Yeah. But Netflix is global. It's global. <laughs> Don't tell me, man. I keep trying to get on it. You know what you need Clawing to do. away just own up to some of those fraudulent <laughs> times that you...
1: i hope you all enjoyed the episode also go and check out our patreon page where you can get uh, way more content ad free plus a voicemail episode episode with my lovely friend josh roberts where we talk about relationship anxieties and things like that plus happy valentine's day for
4: monday thank you i'm gonna be sat alone watching the tinder swindler on repeat <laughs> getting some tips on how to <laughs> live the jet set life <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. alright everybody uh, thank you so much for tuning in once again um, if you haven't still into our DMs at Private Podcast please do with any questions anything at all we uh, would love to hear from you and also questions for our bonus episode which is always on a Wednesday
4: I wonder if any of our listeners have been defrauded. yeah if you Quite have let us know
1: please let us know we'd love to hear from you and any more questions let us know at Private Podcast alright I'm going to go and relax because that was tough
4: Should we go to off. see you there. see you on the dance floor
1: see you on Wednesday bye
0: only from rustolium